I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illennials Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. And we, we are, are dry. You know, dry as a bone out here. Moistless, currently. Yeah. Moistless um, and honestly, kind of voiceless at this point without Marcus yeah. here. I will say that. Uh, so mm. we, we unfortunately didn't talk about the funniest thing to happen, <clears throat> which was the boat. Um, we all know about the boat. We oh, love yeah. the boat. What's its name? It's... The Ever Given. Ever Given. It's over now. The boat has been freed from its yeah, its more moorings. Like over Given. <laughs> so we don't get to have a good a good episode. Where we talk about the Ever Given and all that, but all we, we do know that for about six days there, uh, global trade about twelve percent of it was blocked up by the Ever Given, and we, I think they lost four hundred million dollars an hour uh, every hour it was stuck in that canal. Hell yeah. I don't know how you just lose money, like it just disappears, I guess, but it can happen. I don't know how you get a boat stuck in the, the Suez Canal. What they say is that it was a combination of a sandstorm with heavy winds and a loss of power. I think it has something to do with the fact that the boat was 15 meters longer than a certain class of boat called the Suez Max. Wonder why it's called that. Yeah, I, that is precarious. Coincidence, maybe? I don't know. So that was funny. Uh, the boat was stuck. Yeah, the boat was and good. Everyone, also, everyone wanted to fuck the boat. That was I, pretty funny. I am not privy to these parts of the internet that you are. I am, dude. There was a lot of porn in that boat, and it was just porn ridiculous. of the boat. Oh, yeah. Man, people you work know, so like, fast. I'm trying to conduct global trade, but my, my dummy thick hull plates keep cl- keep clapping the, uh, the the sides of the Suez Canal, and then anthropomorphized like like anime girls like stuck in the Suez Canal. Like, wow, a uh, lot of it. They I know were, someone anthropom- made a website where it was like you could see what parts of you, the city you live in that the the ship the ship could fit in, and you could just like put it on the map. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of boat memes, and I think the best comment I ever saw on the whole boat situation was it was a, a list of these boats on Wikipedia, and the Ever Given's name was in blue, and all those were in red. And they said that your one goal as a boat operator should never be to have your boat's entry on Wikipedia turn blue. <laughs> and they're fucking right. <laughs> That's good. You really should, as a person, endeavor to never have your name in Wikipedia because you you either did something really good or something very bad. Yeah. Do you know that... Here's an interesting fact about Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the High School Musical movies? I mean, I remember they exist. You yeah. remember they exist, correct. There's an mm-hmm. actor in those movies who played... He was like kind of the second-tier character behind Zac Efron. Uh, I can't remember the character's name at this point. But he's played by an actor named Corbin Blue. Who obviously we all know from High School Musical, because that's pretty much all he ever did in his career. However, very strangely, f- for a long period of time, he had the most translated page on Wikipedia. It was he had his entry on Wikipedia was translated in the most languages ever. Now he's tied for number six <laughs> with Adolf Hitler. <laughs> wow, <laughs> this is just so weird. Interesting, interesting record to hold there, my friend. Yeah, and I, I still have not found an explanation as to why this stat exists, why people fervently <laughs> translated his page on Wikipedia when he's not even that famous, but whatever, mm. I don't know. I guess now he's as famous as Hitler. So, that's crazy, Seth. Yeah. High School Musical, Corbin Blue, who has gone on to do basically nothing. Absolutely nothing. Not even, uh, not even an iota of fame. Wow. Imagine peaking at, at High School Musical. He, he literally peaked in high school. Yeah. Hashtag peaked in high school, my dude. 
mean, really, who who got out of that thing? We got the Zac Efron was in that, right? Yep. And, and was the other Hudgens. girl? Yeah, yeah, from fucking. Uh, yeah, I would Spring say Breakers. those two have probably done the most outside of the movie, and then third place would be like Ashley Tisdale. She does. Some, she was kind of famous, like right after the movie, and then she wasn't, and now she's like on that the uh, masked dancer. She's the host of that show, which. Mm. We've let that stuff run wild. I can't even explain where how we let the masked universe get so big. What was the point of that? Well, the here's the thing, and this is against all odds. The masked singer is actually fantastically entertaining. Is I it? I didn't think it would be, but one day it was actually when I came back home to to our home and I was watching it with our mom because like the it was like they played like two episodes and then they played the finale of the season. And I just sat there and watched it, and I was enthralled as none of the people on the panel could guess that T-Pain was the guy that won. And I was like, it's obviously T-Pain! Um, but I, I was completely entertained. But with the Masked Singer, it kind of makes sense, because they're wearing a big, big costume, their voice is a little auto-tuned, and you get these little hints about them. I don't see the pull of the Masked Dancer. What, hey, I will say this, I haven't watched it yet. Maybe they, maybe they really nail it like they did with the Singer one, but... Mm. I don't see how that one plays out, but maybe I'll check out some episodes. I'll binge the whole season and then I'll figure out what, what happens. I just want to say that I used to come home from my job working in a convenience store, wipe the fuck out, and I would sit on the couch and I would watch uh, Guiding Light and The Young and the Restless with our mom, and they were also very engrossing. So I don't think that For people necessarily- unfamiliar, those two are uh, soap operas, which are the shows they run every day. And they've Guiding Light finally went off air, but it was on air for about eighty years, including mm-hmm. ten years, and it was a radio show. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only the Restless is still on and has like over twelve thousand episodes. It's insane. So, how do you make a, a, a episode of TV every single fucking day? That's no crazy clue. to me. No clue, dude. I did. I did see a couple episodes when it was uh, when COVID was happening, and it was so painfully obvious when two people are not in the same room for the for the shot. Yeah, you just cut back and forth between two people who are not talking to each they other. They should just do it all over Zoom. They should just be like, oh yeah, yeah. they're everyone's talking on Zoom these days. They and go into a breakout room like, whenever they want to have drama. They come back. I mean, hey, yeah. They have all those fucking movies about, like, we did a seance over the internet, and now my ghost, my computer got a ghost in it or whatever. Do that for fucking, for uh, Young and the Restless. They're all on Zoom now, because... Yeah. Well, there's COVID. We're gonna have uh, computer sex, I guess. Make out my, my, my webcam. Yeah. Like, what, they did SNL for that? Like, one or two episodes they tried that out? Yeah, they did some, some remote sketches, I think. I Which, don't know. Like I said, everybody in the world acts like this is horrible, but I'm having the time of my life. You Honest. having uh, honestly, <laughs> yes. This is great for me. Yeah, I agree. I can meet anybody from the from the comfort of my own home. Hell yeah, pretty great stuff. Uh, so let's see here. The boat was funny. That was good for a little while. What else is happening, Seth? Any other political stuff you saw? Politics. I mean, I mean, it is political, but I've seen the. Uh, PR disaster that is the the Amazon anti-union stuff where Amazon reps are just like, they're like, you really think people piss in bottles and they work at Amazon? No one would even work here if that was true. And then people are like, yeah, here are 10,000 receipts to prove that this is true and you're an idiot. Oh, dude, somebody actually found more than that. They found uh, evidence people are also shitting Shitting in bags. Shitting in bags, yes. And that came from a direct amazon internal memo about finding shit in bags so they can't even fucking say it was made up yep so and then that happened and then there was that funny i think you said earlier there's that funny tweet chain where that lady was like i can't join a union and pay those dues i have a i have two kids and i work at amazon and i'm barely scraping by you think i can pay union dues and the people are like uh you don't you think a union might help you with that and then she's and then immediately she turns into a corporate robot and is like i am sorry that my rhetoric may have you know in uh, you know implied that amazon is a bad company they treat me very well my having kids makes my life more expensive anyway so it's honestly my fault that i'm complaining right now and amazon is great and i love you she even says she even says dave h clark is a tremendous ceo and cares deeply about workers rights yeah which 
you don't you don't know this man no why, why do people have this weird thing where they gotta like love ceos and like all these corporate leaders you don't know these people first of all darla does not actually exist this is not a real human being this is a, a t- account that fucked up and had to cover their oh ass. yeah this is definitely one of those like bot or like ghost accounts they make um and then they realize that you know they said the wrong thing <laughs> well so apparently what happened with, with amazon's official account was that um, they said those very, very like a you know, sassy Twitter responses to Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and Amazon alerted Twitter they had been hacked because they thought that this was like a, a strangely aggressive message to come from them. Turns out, no, those came directly from Jeff Bezos. Those were his direct thoughts. Damn, we got we got Jeff Bezos, Donald Trumping on his phone now. And the, the funny thing is, is, it's one warehouse in Alabama that's unionizing, and it has them fucking scared shitless. Yeah, they are treating it as if it is like a nuclear bomb going off, which for them it kind of it should be. Um, but yeah, it, it is funny how localized this issue is and how much they are doing to prevent it. They're they're right. putting millions of dollars into ads on websites and on you know changing traffic patterns and Twitter campaigns to keep the place from unionizing. And in so that lady's here. fake ghost tweet, she was like, "Oh no, Amazon understands the the uh, utility of unions." And I'm like, I don't I don't think I don't think they do. I don't really think they understand if they're fighting it so hard. You really made me think about the the seriousness of this. It's like. This is this is Jack Ryan levels of serious for for Amazon. So I'm yeah. expecting John Krasinski to show up to like defend Amazon, and he's on, on Amazon Prime. Jack Ryan's on Amazon. You're right. So why is why is Jim not fucking out here talking about Amazon's good? Actually, Dude, John Krasinski could eat Jim these days. Have you seen that man? <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's very unfortunate uh, that he has become this 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 creature. And you know what? When I go back and I see episodes of The Office now, I have more sympathy for Dwight than I do for Jim at this point. Really? Yeah, Dwight is the one who's the put-upon office worker who's getting constantly trolled. He may be an annoying, you know, asshole, but he's not trolling everyone around him and being a dick. That is true. That is true. That's how that's been a lot of the, the narrative now. It's like, oh, Jim was the bully. And I'm like, at the end of the day, it's like a comedy show and they're all kind of assholes. <laughs> like, everyone yeah, on that like, show is kind of an asshole. <laughs> I wouldn't say bully, but like he's that. He, if in real life, if you work with Jim, he'd be that annoying guy. Like we would all be Stanley, basically looking at Jim like, yeah. this fucking guy again. Um, he put the stapler in Jello. Great, fantastic. Get some more fucking material, Jim. Yeah, I'll say this: it, that there is that one episode of The Office. I think it's actually in the later seasons where uh, <laughs> Stanley and Dwight find out they can just get infinite meatballs because Jim thinks meatballs are funny. Yeah. Oh, that was a good reversal of the whole thing. Is like, oh, they, they are in on the joke now, and they're using it to get free food. Yeah. So, Jack Ryan saves Amazon. Season three. Jack Ryan everybody. and Bunk. Bunk is out here. <laughs> Bunk is out here punching Bernie Sanders supporters left and right, getting this union shut down. Out, out here dragging bitches by their hair <laughs> for supporting Bernie Sanders, coming into your hotel yeah. room, getting arrested. It's good stuff, man. Uh... So yeah, that's been pretty funny that just one union in one warehouse has them like, you would think they were facing a mass uprising at the warehouse. You would think their employees are like planning to quit. (laughs) Like they're like half their employees are planning to quit right now, which I mean, would actually You would think a giant strike was coming down the the pipe, but it's literally just a union vote, not anything else, just a fucking vote. When is it even happening? Uh, it's happening, I believe, in like two weeks. Wow. So my question is, if there was something more serious, let's say there were actually going to be a strike at Amazon's warehouses, like what would their reaction be then? How serious would it be at that point? Bezos would, he would, what would happen was he would text his uh, CTO and be like, hey, send in the drones. But he would accidentally put it on Twitter and have to like, uh-huh. like oh, it was just a joke. But then the drones are going in there and just mowing people down in the warehouse. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what that That's one of the best onion headlines is that uh the uh, undercover Amazon drones are being discovered by employees cuz it's just like a drone wearing a vest like yeah. standing next to some union supporters. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, I could I could definitely see Jeff Bezos being like just he just comes out of his like where the fuck he lives at his his compound wearing like a legit like Gundam uh, and just goes to fuck up all the the, the striking workers. Jeff just Bezos 20, is another guy century. who very for the first time in my entire life I heard his voice like a week ago. Yeah, I hadn't heard Elon Musk's voice in a very long time. I had the misfortune of hearing that, and then now I heard Jeff Bezos, and he sounds exactly like he, like he would. Most boring yeah. man in the world. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All these. I, it feels like the ruling class is losing touch with what makes them the ruling class. Like they think they, they think they just it's just a it's just like their nobility. It's just they've earned it like by right from God. Yeah. And they don't understand that it's built on something that has to be supported. Yeah, that's the way. thing about all these movies. Like at least in the movie, when there's an evil corporation planning to take over the world, the CEO is a fucking badass and he's like he has like a cool voice and he has his office is freaking solid black with like red flames coming out of the center that's cool okay and that's Uh scary i would that's a man who like him or not you can see why he's powerful but these guys they're just nothing you know remember uh remember wasn't it elysium where Matt Damon ends up fighting the CEO of the company and it's like guy pierce and they have they're like a fist fight or something yeah 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 and but you know what what, what game nailed the C, the actual like CEOs of, of Silicon Valley top dudes is what? it's fucking Watch Dogs too. Did you ever play that game? I watched you play it. Where the CEO of the of the of the stand in for Google is just a fucking like tech bro yoga master guy who's just like has a has his hair in a man bun and he doesn't wear shoes and he talks about his chakras and shit like yeah. that's. The one thing about it is it really because he can kick ass because he took like karate lessons. Yeah, it seems um, like there's this disease when you become very rich where you just also become incredibly boring. <laughs> like yeah. you have the money to literally do anything anyone's ever wanted to do. And you're like, yeah, I think I'm just going to, you know, go to bed at 9 p.m. and wake up at 9 a.m. And then I'm going to read for a little bit some book written by some other CEO and then I'm going to do yoga, have one meal, and then go to bed. <laughs> like, yeah. that sounds terrible. <laughs> you could be it's, playing video games, my dude. Right. It's like these guys who, like, go on their fucking, like, retreats out into the desert where they don't eat for a fucking week or whatever, and they yeah. sit, sit in a sweat lodge. And it's like, is that good? Like, is that is that a way to enjoy your life when you have billions of dollars? Yeah. And they try to convince At people least, like, that if they don't buy coffee every day, they'll be billionaires. <laughs> At least, like, the kings of old, like, fucked whores and hunted, you know, you know, pheasants and shit and, and yeah. killed foxes and, I don't know, executed people. Like, you know, badass shit. Not, not, they, they didn't sit around in a room and then, like, eat berries all day to, to clear out their colonic system. Like, I don't get it, man. Like, you know, you know John D. Rockefeller was eating fried foods and drinking alcohol to the day he died. And he loved it. Yeah. It was cool. I mean, he was awful. But it was cool. <laughs> Like, it was at least something that I look like. Like, here's the thing, and I hate to say it, but Trump is that guy. Like, he's eating he the greasy eats fast McDonald's food. McDonald's and Diet Coke all day. He's drinking the Diet Cokes. He lives in a gaudy, gold plated fucking mansion in the sky with marble yeah. floors, and he's a trophy wife from a fucking Eastern European country. Those are things that you look at, like, that's what rich people should be doing. Yeah. Because, like, what are, the, what are the stories going to sound like in the future? It's just like, oh, the guy who invented Twitter decided to only drink water for one week. And that's the <laughs> only thing anyone knows about him at all. <laughs> so. Like, he took, like, drugs, but, like, really shitty drugs. Like, he, he smoked some peyote once. Yeah, and he tried CBD. And it was too much for him. <laughs> <laughs> what, dude, I was whacked out of my mind on CBD this one time. It was a gummy, by the way. Yeah. It wasn't even <laughs> one gummy. It. Jesus Christ, dude. It's so lame. People who rule us, are, they just suck. Like, like Biden like is the most white bread motherfucker of all time. Like, what's he even doing? Kamala Harris is boring as shit, too. Like, oh, my God. So boring. There's nothing to say. Once a month on Twitter, they post a video of them to, like, power walking to the White House to do nothing, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like, where are you even walking to? Like, first of all, you can do anything you're doing. You can do it from your desk, probably. And second of all, you don't do anything. Nothing gets done, ever. <laughs> I'm the only one who's sitting here like nothing has happened. Nothing. What? What was all that? What was all that whole last year for? What was any of it for? When nothing has happened, you know, months into the presidency. It was for a fourteen hundred dollar check, and I guess some vaccines that are finally going out to people. Yeah, you got your first dose, right? I did. Yeah. 
Yeah. How you feeling? Uh, I can feel the virus inside of me multiplying, <laughs> and I am gaining powers. And soon I'll be like the, pro- the the protagonist from Prototype. I'll be able to like toss tanks around and transform other people. It's gonna be great. But then when you get the second dose, it's all gonna go away. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, Seth. The weird thing about my vaccine experience was that it was a drive-through the entire time. I never got out of the car. Uh, which, by the way, most American way to handle yeah. a pandemic ever. But the other part was that every single person, every medical staff I talked to was British. And I don't know why. British? There may have been one person with an Australian accent, but not a single person there was American. In Georgia. In Georgia. British. Every single fucking one of them, dude. Is, are they like they were, flying they in dollars from other places? They were all women and they were all British. Is that like a thing? Are they like flying in doctors to like help administer these things? Because I don't know how you find a British person in like South Georgia. No clue, dude. But every single one of them, like, like there was like eight people I talked to. Everyone had a British accent and I do not understand it. Except for uh, the pig that I, I met at the gate who screamed at me for not rolling it down for him. That was, that, that guy was American. Oh, okay. Sith, this guy thought he was like, he was opening at the fucking Apollo Theater with his body language, <laughs> where he was just like doing big hand gestures and screaming at me as if we were in a fucking a movie together or some shit. It was insane that this fucking guy was so mad at me for not rolling Linda down. Wow, what did he need you to do? Why did he need you to roll it down? To tell him if I was there to get the vaccine. What else? What else? Wait, where was this? Was this at like a like a Hardee's or something? Where it was at get? a parking lot at a sports stadium at the college that I work at. Okay. So he thought maybe you were trying to just catch the game early. Yeah. <laughs> he put his hand on his gun. And I was just like, first of all, sir, I'm white. So don't even think about it. And second of all, I'm not. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Why are you freaking out like this? Yeah, but you are disabled. So sometimes they, you know, sometimes they... Pop them too, you know. He couldn't see it from in the car, but maybe he maybe he has a, a co- like a pig sense, like he just <laughs> yeah. smells it. He just knows. I can get away with this one. I can smoke this guy and get away with it. Yeah. So, Seth, um, when are you getting your slut juice injection? I don't know yet. So, the North Carolina has apparently I starting on April seventh. It'll be pretty much open for anyone who can find an appointment. So, I guess around that is when I'll start being able to find appointments, and I'll, I'll see when I get it. I don't know. Depends how you know how many people are reserving time slots for that. But yeah, that's sometime after April seventh, I guess. I'll I'll start it. Get my first. Well, the dose. good news the good news is that in a red state, there's a lot more lots lots more vaccines to go around. Really? Yeah, because folks don't want to get them. Oh, they're not giving more overall. It's just that people just aren't getting the ones that are there. Right. Yeah, because I found, I found one of my coworkers, you know, Rick, you know, normal healthy person, not not in any of the groups are supposed to get it. They found out that if you just like call places every day that have it. Some people just don't go to their appointment and you can just go get it. So he got his like way early because he's just like, there's a Walgreens next to me that didn't have any. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. They're going to expire. They'll put them in anybody's arm at that point. Yeah. It's kind of sad too that people aren't getting these. America sucks and our our people are brain damaged. Yeah. That's a succinct way to put it. I would have said something a little more pragmatic, but yeah. (laughs) Yes. This is how it is, man. Um, any 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 sane country would come to your house and vaccinate you, and you would not get a choice in it. Yeah, it would and there would like, never have been a conversation about whether it would be free or not. Oh yeah, I remember that being the first well, conversation. Yeah, my my shot was free. I didn't pay yeah. a goddamn cent for this one. But they're talking about already. Moderna and Pfizer are saying we might need yearly booster shots, and they're thinking about how to make those Bruh, uh, cost money. Is COVID going to be a, a service? <laughs> is going to be? It a, probably is. My, I mean, the flu is already that, right? Huh. Isn't the flu already that? That's true. Like COVID might become a new flu. In like five years, so you know. Well, um, isn't it funny, by the way, how this last year there was no flu? Yeah, because everyone was wearing masks and staying home, so we just basically killed the flu for a year. Yeah, that's the one thing I am hoping is going to be. I mean, I guess it's only it's very wishful, but I hope it'll be more normalized. That if you have like a regular cough or a cold. You can wear a mask, and you you know it won't look weird. I'm gonna be doing that from now on. If I have something going on, I'm just gonna wear a mask. I've I've got plenty of them now, made them very very ready to use. I'm just gonna use it because I think that'll prevent a lot of, especially if you work in an office. Like that's how people get sick. Is just one guy's sick, the other guy gets just wear a mask. It'll be all easy at the end of the day. Also, we should just have a framework where people who are sick don't ever feel compelled to go to work. But you know whatever. Oh, dude, I'm. Uh... 100% permanent mask mode from now on. Like, really? Sick, healthy, don't care, wear it in public. Really? 
Yeah. I thought about doing that mostly to troll people. Because I know... That's also a good point. Because I know that people, like, especially once the mask mandates are completely lifted in states, there's already people who aren't wearing their masks and it, like, pisses me off. But, like, I know that once it's over, if I wear one, people are going to, like, get kind of mad at me. And I'll be like, I don't care. It's not illegal to wear a mask. (laughs) It actually is in Georgia. It's illegal to wear a mask? Yeah. If you conceal your identity on on someone's property, uh, you can be uh, arrested for that. Wow. Um, They're currently not enforcing it because of COVID, but I'm sure they'll go back to it at one point. So I'll be interested in seeing when that happens. So if you wore, like, a medical mask into, like, a Walmart. Yeah. You can't do that. Interesting. Nope. So well, I funny. guess if they want to arrest you, I guess people have done it and nobody normally cares, but I guess right, if somebody right, wants to be an asshole about it. Then. So yeah, COVID is the thing. Oh, by the way, so apparently, I just saw this today, um, apparently somebody, like they were at Stanford, they managed to like save some drops of the COVID-19 vaccine that was going to get thrown away and they reverse engineered the entire thing's mRNA sequence and posted it online for free. Wow. Which, I don't know what you can do with that, because I don't know if I can turn that into an actual vaccine, yeah. but it is now out there. Um, I wanted to mention something that I thought was really cool. Um, okay. God, I wish I could remember his name. One second. Vamp for, vamp for me real quick. Uh, Yeah, so, man, crazy world out there, right? This whole COVID shit, and it's we got now the, uh, we got the uh, okay. China. Never mind, shut the fuck up, shut up, you idiot. Um... Uh, <laughs> So, have you ever heard of a guy named Pete Weber? The name sounds vaguely familiar. So, is he Pete, a sci-fi writer? No, no, no. Pete Weber is the, um, he's one of the biggest world champion bowlers of all time. Like, you know, bowling, the sport. Right. Um, you may, you may have heard of this man, because most people don't know any professional bowlers. But there is a very popular video of a, a man who bowls a strike to win a big competition. And at the end of the day, at the end of the strike, <clears throat> he walks up to the crowd and he says, who do you think you are? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this guy. Okay. Pete Weber. He retired two weeks ago. He's like 70 years old or something. You can still bowl at that age. And he has what I'm going to put at this point, the best way to retire I've ever seen in my life. He's playing his last match, or like his last week of matches. Somebody between frames is doing an interview of him. And he's just like, yeah, you know, I, I love bowling. It's a big part of my life. I'm, gonna, I'm still going to do it even though I'm retired. And then he was like, love me or hate me, you watched. And that's all you could do. He walks over, picks up the bowl, picks up the ball, bowls a perfect strike. <laughs> that is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's the most baller thing ever love me or hate me you watched that's all you could do oh my god like for a man who plays a sport that no offense is not that popular and nobody really knows the popular players the man has so much charisma yeah who do you think you are i am like he's walking around acting like he's barry bonds or some shit. exactly but yeah <laughs> i just thought that was just bowls. the coolest way to go out of bowling or any sport honestly yeah that's great, dude. So, I love yeah. that. I love having that, just crushing it with confidence. Yeah. That's, that's a good thing. And he also, like, right after the interview, he did another one, like, on whatever Canadian sports centers. I think he's Canadian. Um, and he just, in his interview, he just drops the F-bomb. He doesn't even care anymore. He's just like, yeah, I'm the fucking best there is. Hilarious guy. I think he's great. Nice. Yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, Learning about something recently that has become a big issue and will become bigger in the future. Okay. Uh, and it's got to do with China. Okay. So President uh, Biden recently said that China is trying to surpass America as the world's you know leading power. And then it won't happen on his watch. Those were his words. That's what they're par- power walking to. They're power walking to China to have a right. talk with them. And this to me is disappointing. For a lot of reasons. The main one is that I don't want to continue seeing like like Trump ramped up the anti-China rhetoric for his entire term and his campaign. And then COVID happened. So now you got even more, you know, sinophobia. There's attacks on Asian people in public. There's, you know, rising tide of anti-Asian, you know, uh, racism in America. That's happening. It's getting worse because of all this shit. And it just I hate to see that the new administration is going to continue so many of the, the, the policies of the old ones. And brinksmanship with China is one of my least favorite ones. But so Seth, have you heard about have you heard about the Uyghurs? 
yeah the people the it's like a is it muslim or islamic um muslim muslim population in china that is being like treated you know like second class citizens in the in the xinjiang i think that's right i don't know region of china it's a rural, you know, uh, uh, very distant from the core of China uh, province. The Uyghur people are being, um, I would say that there is a forced assimilation happening, similar to what we did to Native Americans, uh, what to the Canadians and Native Americans as well. They're taking Uyghurs or putting them in vocational schools or making them learn, you know, trades to, you know, get them into like jobs. There's some murkiness about maybe they're doing some shit with uh, uh, putting IUDs in women. And stuff like that, that part is much more hazy. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are, t- are talking about this as if it's a genocide. They're saying they're genociding the Uyghurs. And I think that is incorrect. I am not a fan of China. I don't particularly like their implementation of socialism. I don't think it's particularly helpful. But I feel like this talk of trying to make China into the new Nazi Germany is just one more way to draw us into... A conflict with them. And I don't think America's going to get into a shooting war with China. I don't think we're going to have a nuclear exchange. Now, hold on. Wars have been started for stupider reasons than this. Okay? Yeah. We can never put it off the table. Like, something could fuck up magnificently and put us in a war with China. Yeah. But I don't want sanctions. I don't want... I don't want racism against Chinese people here. Well, let's be honest here. It's Asian people. Because people yeah. can tell the difference in America. And I don't want that. And I feel like this is not helping. This is not helping this. This If, if Biden is still going to pretend like China is our enemy and we got to fucking like treat them out their fucking, you know, Nazi Germany, it's not helpful. And it's going to make things worse for everybody. Yeah. It is. I don't know. It Once again, it's upsetting because. And we, we, you know, we had the kimono parted the whole time, but like. Biden and Trump, and or not even not even Biden and Trump. The administrations just aren't that different overall. And the fact of the matter is, I don't. I think that there's a lot of, I don't know. There's just there's an obsession with us being the superpower, and they're they're being a superpower. Whereas in reality, we all like as a global community, we should just keep each other in check. Mm-hmm. What the China's doing, if that I mean, hey, I'm I'm not abreast of the Uyghur situation in any way where I can speak with any kind of authority. But I understand there's, they're probably doing some not so good stuff. Um, yeah, for uh, sure. in, including like religious assimilation, you know, societal assimilation, all this stuff, which is, you know, bad overall. Let people do it, do what they want. Um, so the fact that, you know, this administration doesn't care, let, lets me know that for, you know, at least four more years, um, and most likely way more, we're not even going to try. And it could lead to, you know, deterioration, not only of relationship with China, but the te- deterioration that's already happening between people here in America. I, mm-hmm. I honestly think we might have a civil war before we have a war with another country. Could, yeah, could happen. I honestly feel like that could be on the horizon. Yeah, because like, the whole thing <clears throat> is, for, first of all, I've been alive for the entire forever war. So yeah. you can't fucking convince me that Americans give two single shits about a Muslim minority in another fucking country. No. no fucking way. We This country does not give a shit about Muslim people at all, except to use them as this one wedge against a bigger enemy. Because the ulterior motive here, clearly, is that China's economic fortunes are rising and America's are falling. Or at best, stagnating. And so we got to be defensive about this. So that's the ulterior motive. And also, all the information about Xinjiang, all the different points of data, are so sketchy and spotty. They all come from really, really dodgy sources like the DOD. Yeah, I'm sure the DOD is going to tell me the truth, what's happening in China. There's a guy in Germany named Adrian Zins who claims he has sources inside Xinjiang, but he also is an insane cultist who believes the rapture is coming and that uh, he's on a mission from God to destroy China with the help of America. Oh yeah, isn't that where like a bunch of information is coming from? Is this this cra- crazy religious zealot guy? Yeah, um, who can't be verified. Yeah, I don't know. So he's there's always these wild these wild claims, and I'm here's the thing though. I'm always open to the idea that things are happening that are bad in other countries. Like clearly, yeah. But again, t- like I don't really think that it's a big. Like, what what are we going to do about it? Like, do you want to go to war with China to save the Uyghurs? Do you want to have an intervention? Do you think that will lead to good outcomes for anybody ever? Yeah. I don't, I don't, it's I don't just know. a bad idea. 
I, mean, I don't know what a people, modern war with China would even look like. Dude, what would a modern war look like between anybody? Yeah, even the Civil War I talked about. What, how is that going to even play out? Where, where are we going to do it? Where are we all going to agree to meet? To right. fight? Where? Like, every war since World War II has pretty much been either two countries who are, let's say, not at the height of technological advancement who are fighting each other, or yeah. resources-wise, or it's a big country like us beating up on, like, Vietnam, or fucking Korea, or, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan. No no two major world powers have gone to war since se- in 70 fucking years. Yeah. So what would it look like? That's a scary thought. Like, let's just say for some reason, let's just throw two names out here. If Germany and France went to war today, what would it look like? I have no clue. First of all, first of all, because I don't know geography, I don't know how too, how close those two countries are. And yeah, share a border, Seth. Come on. You you would be honestly shocked at how bad I am at geography. I don't know where most U.S. states are. I mean, Do I know where they generally the... are. Right. I don't know where their their shapes and like exactly where they are. You remember um, the, in World War II, the Maginot Line on the border between France and Germany with all those France's defendants? They had yeah, to go Oh, yeah, them? I was there. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> God, history class failed you so hard. No, you know the history... Well, our history class definitely didn't teach me that. But my inability to understand geography is on me. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Where would they fight? Only, I don't even know that many. I know in, Fran- in Germany, there's Cologne. That's like a big city. Probably can't fight there. Uh, France has, you know, what's in France? England? Leon. So, <laughs> England. Oh, fuck you. England. <laughs> the Hundred Years War went a different way in Seth's timeline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been watching uh, For All Mankind. <laughs> <laughs> so history is just all weird to me now. But like, okay, okay, maybe not two countries. Maybe, let's, let's, let's talk about a more logical one, which we talked about before in the podcast, is yeah. India and Pakistan, two nuclear-armed nations with modern militaries who share some resources that are that are precious and are going to get more precious. What happens if they go to war? Like, what will that look like? Will there be a regional nuclear exchange? Will I, that think, I think that, honestly, just from what I know, from, you know, personal, you know, talking to people who are from both places... Who are people I talk to are very like against any kind of war between the two. But from what I understand about how the older generations in those countries feel, I think it will be all out destruction. I think it would just be who can obliterate the other one first. So the younger people generally you think are against it. Yeah, I would say younger. Yeah, younger people. From what I understand, a lot of them, um, especially ones who leave in, like leave India and Pakistan, are the and the ones who like you know have some kind of. Uh, or outside influence um, are very much against it, but yeah, the older older people and people who are currently in power are uh, very much traditionalists in the, the the rivalry there. So I think, and the craziest thing about that, that right there is like, let's uh, once again imagine it happens. I mean, those two countries. I mean, mostly India, but still, those two countries hold like one seventh, one one sixth of the world's population. Yeah, you imagine how much how much would just be a god from that? That'd be that would be so crazy. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm not saying it'll happen tomorrow, but yeah. of the places that we could see a major regional conflict between two, you know, modern armed powers, that's probably the most likely one. Yeah, for sure. But it could the civil war could happen here. We could I don't know we could we could fucking invade Canada for all I know, but it could happen. You know. Oh, what would and that what would like? it look like? No one knows, Seth. No one knows. There's been no wars. No one has any idea what it would look like. But I'll tell you this. Probably won't be good. No, no, no. It would be bad. It would either be bad in that there would be, you know, an unrecoverable amount of destruction, or it would be bad because it would be embarrassing because we'd find out we don't know how to do it anymore. And we'd all be like, all right, let's mobilize. And they're like, all right, where to? And the generals are like, "Uh, I've heard of Calgary. Can we go there? (laughs) Is that a, a place we can go? Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, yes, yeah. The north, the north states is something another one I've heard of as well. Yeah, the places that are so cold that not even Canadians can live there. Let's go fight there. <laughs> just two armies just freeze to death. It's just North Dakota, but like ten times bigger. Yeah, and with five times fewer people. Yeah, I feel like if we did have war today between two, like let's say America and Russia went to war. Okay, the the the, the doomsday scenario. It would probably be like World War One in that neither side would know what the fuck to do. It would it would no. turn into a whole new form of warfare. We wouldn't know what the fuck to do with each other. 
because we haven't done it. And like I, we, we talk about like the, like the F-22 or the F-35, you know, the, the new plane. And my problem with it has always been, for what? Who are we fighting that needs, an, needs that plane to fight them? No one. Yeah. Why are we doing this? And so I guess if they, we, got, we did to fight, we'd find out, I guess, <laughs> why we needed them. Anyways. I'm also... So I'm you all, know, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was saying, I was very... This is kind of a side note, but I'm also very interested in the fact that, especially with Canada, I feel like people in Canada know a lot about America. Mm-hmm. People in America know nothing about Canada. I've learned more about Canada in the past two years than I've known in my entire life. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I don't. I didn't even know there was culture there. I mean, I'm gonna be <laughs> honest. I just didn't know there was. I didn't know that they made movies. I didn't know they had you know the TV shows. I didn't know that. Um, there's a band in um, Canada named the Tragic Hip, mm-hmm. and they in Canada they are um, they are among I think they're the number one most selling artist of all time in Canada, and their record sales outside of Canada are abysmal. They wow. literally do not sell outside, of, but in Canada everyone fucking knows who they are, and they are like everyone's favorite band, but n- have no cultural footprint outside. Now in Canada, do they still worship the Queen? I mean, she, it's still, what is it, what is, it's Canada is called like a, I don't know, not a commonwealth. What is it called? It's some, they have like a word for it, like some uh-huh. royal province or something, I don't know, of the queen. So, I mean, the queen, they still technically have some kind of say in Canada's policies, but I don't, I don't think it's uh, as much of, as, as fervent as it is in, uh, in the UK. Because we were all show you found out that the queen wants to dissolve their government because they elected a guy she didn't like, and yeah. so I don't have that in Canada as well. The it's queen, really weird how many places worship the queen. There was a um a vote recently in Canada. I can't remember what it was for. I think it was for something about minimum wage or about um I don't know maybe like work from home stuff that got blocked by the queen. So she does still have some kind of say there. Fuck you, queen. I know. What are you, you old bitch? Get out of here. I, I saw a, a, a statistic one time that said that 80% of, of the English still support the Queen. And I had to ask myself, what's wrong with you people? Yeah. What? What does she do? What does this old, to use your terminology, cunt do for you? I thought you meant me. I'm like, I didn't say, whoa, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, I'm talking about our, our uh, jolly old English friends. What does that, what does that cunt in Buckingham Palace do for you? Okay. Uh, next. I hate her. I hate the queen. I'll say yeah. right now. I guess I hate the queen. Fuck you. Hope you and die. Guess what? Hey, I'm glad that uh, those two people whose names I can't remember defected from the royal family. But also, I don't give a fuck about them either. So I'm also glad that Princess Diana died. That was pretty funny. I laugh about it every day when I think about it. I am. Here's the thing. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna go that far. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. The problem is, I don't care, and I do not understand why it was like. Because I wasn't alive when it happened. Was I alive when it happened? When did it happen? You had like a baby. It was like 97. Okay, yeah. So. But as I grew up, people referenced it so often. And when they talk about these influential people who died, it was Princess Diana, Princess Diana. And I'm like, why? What? First of all, why do people in the UK care? And why the fuck do people in America care? I don't know what she did. You got me, Seth. Yeah, I you got, got no me. Idea. I got no idea. Like we talked about it. I think we talked about the royal wedding like two weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. Never understood the royal wedding. One happened when I was a sophomore in high school, and we literally, our history class, just watched it that day. We didn't talk about history at all. We just watched the royal wedding, and I'm like, and with first, and the weird part is, like, time zones are weird. So we just watched the part where, like, the cars were turning on for two hours. That's all we watched. Right. Oh, g- great piece of history we just got to witness. And then another one happened a couple years ago that didn't even fucking matter in the end, pieces of shit. And everyone stopped when their tracks to watch that, too. Mm. I don't get it. And then the two people, what are they, Harry and Meghan, they defected from the royal family, which once again, congrats to you, but now everyone cares about them. And I'm like, I don't care about them, though. I mean, I'm glad they did something, you know, they got with the royal family, but also I don't care at all about them. And I don't understand why I need to care about a billionaire, Oprah Winfrey, interviewing them and how, how hard their lives are now. I don't mm. get, I don't care. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. <laughs> That's the thing. I just don't. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, right? I don't understand it. Like weddings already are boring and suck, and now you would want to watch somebody else get married that I don't even fucking know in a country yeah. that I don't care about. Like, and the wedding actually, is you know like what? UK, twelve hours long. I care about the UK. You guys, we can work on some stuff together. Yeah. I don't care about your royal family. You should get rid of them. They suck. Exactly. But Seth, 
we were talking earlier about war and the war. modern look of war. war. So I want to talk to you about this show, uh, Birdman and the Silver Arm Guy, and they Falcon and the Winter stuff. Soldier. Yes, that's the one. So Seth, I'm already sensing you have a take on this show. Uh, so let me lay it on me. You think I have a take on this show? Yeah, you wanted to talk about it before. So, so what do you what do you have to say about it? I mean, I just wanted to I just want to talk about some dumb comic book stuff. But uh, I mean, as of right now, I think I think it's I don't know. I feel like watching it. This should have been released before Wandavision because this is more like this is you know whether it's good or not, who cares? It's overall it's more standard Marvel stuff. So I feel like they should have like done this. And then been like, oh, by the way, we also do weird shit. Here's WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I don't, I mean, I, I think it's honestly supremely interesting. Uh, I feel like the episodes, they've both been like an hour long so far, and I feel like they fly by. Um, I, you know, there's some, you know, they're, you know, it's not perfect. But I, I did like how they um, explored kind of the financial trouble that you can get into, even if you're seen as an Avenger and all this stuff. I actually did th- think that was pretty funny, or not funny, but I thought it was very like prudent. I, I feel like you have a an opposite take on this, but I thought it was it was it kind of showed that you know at the end of the day nobody really gives a shit about you. Um, and then in freaking episode two, they cast Wyatt Russell as the you know what's his name John Smith, <laughs> John Walker, John Walker, the new Captain America, and I love that actor, and I think he is pulling off the part so well, and they're pulling out some comic book shit. That I enjoy, but yeah, I want to. I'll continue, but I want to hear what you've got going on over there. I feel like you have something much more specific. This is specifically about Falcon's financial situation. Okay, which is here's my thought. Okay, we just did an episode on the Snyder Cut, and everybody yeah. gives Zack Snyder shit because he portrays these characters as godlike beings that are beyond the the, the ken of mortals, and. It is goofy, but he's very sincere and earnest about it. Like he never wavers in this in this belief that these are these are gods among men, right? And Marvel has always taken the opposite tack of DC in this situation, where their heroes are much more down to earth. They have very real problems, and Sam Wilson not being able to get a bank loan is a continuation of that. However, however. Sam Wilson, a few months ago, did just defeat the purple bulb man from outer space who killed half the universe. I would say he got an assist on it, but sure. Yeah. He assisted. He was present. Yeah. If your ass wasn't within five miles of that battlefield, you didn't help. You didn't do anything. Sure. Sure. Fuck off. All he I'm sorry. Also, also, Stark didn't give his friends a billy. Like, he couldn't put a billion in an account for every single one of them, just in case, you know, this didn't happen. And even leaving that aside, even that aside, he ain't working for the U.S. Air Force for free. Yeah. Is he getting paid minimum wage to kill mercenaries going into Tunisia? What's happening with his situation? It just doesn't... I'm sorry. I, I'll go with you on a lot of things in this world to try and make his characters down to earth. But there's not a single solitary way I believe this. There's just... It's too much. I don't know. I, I mean, I believed it to an extent of... Because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, why doesn't he just go ask Tony for some money? And I'm like, oh, wait, Tony's dead. That's not going to happen. And that's that's another thing I kind of liked about it, because I was like... At first, I was like, okay, he can ask Tony. Oh, wait, Tony's dead. I was like, oh, I mean, somebody at Stark will probably remember who's, you know, he is. But Pepper then I was like... Pepper fucking Potts is right but there. But then I was like... That is the thing. The Pepper Potts thing kind of throws it off. But I was like, it also is like... It kind of shows that maybe... Stark at this point has just become a machine. There is, mm-hmm. there's like no real heart to it anymore because Tony's gone. Blah blah blah. Maybe Pepper's stepping down or something. I don't know. So it's kind of like he can't even really go back to that well that he he you know was once trusted by. And then, <clears throat> yeah, I, I I don't know. I just I just think it's interesting. It's like, yeah, you get down to the logistics. Yeah, how the fuck does the, how do those wings work? You know, we're not getting down <laughs> into all that. I just, I, I think it was like, yeah, these people, the Avengers, because the entire time I watching the Avengers, I'm like, who's paying these guys? Like, mm-hmm. when fucking, when Sam and Black Widow and T- Captain America become the Dark Avengers, or whatever, the, the Underground Avengers, how the fuck were they eating every day? Where were they getting their money from? So I don't, I just think, I just don't know. But yeah, I think it, it kind of showed. And then, I mean, it's also 
I mean, let's be honest, it's a little bit of a race thing too. They they well, do, they yeah. do more of that in the second episode. Um, so yeah, there's some realism to it, but I, I mean, obviously, overall, it could be like he'll find a way to get some money. You know what? You would make it make total sense to me. I had no more complaints. Yeah, is if he was too proud. If because this is a common affliction Americans have, where when it comes to financial stuff, we're too proud to ask people for, for help. Yeah. We refuse to do it. If he had just, if his sister had said she's too proud to take Sam's money, and Sam said he was too proud to go ask, you know, Pepper Potts for money, that would be stupid. But it's a stupidity, a stupidity I have witnessed personally in my life, and would yeah. totally understand. I thought we talk about this real quick. Do you ever have any problems accepting money from people? No, no. I take it and I ask no questions. I don't even do the thing where I'm like, oh, <laughs> come on. I just take it. I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. I just say thank Because like, if I give somebody money, I just want them to say thank you and take it. I don't want right. them to do the whole, oh, no, yeah, this much, that's crazy. No, don't. I don't give a shit about that. Um, if you hand me money, I'll probably take it. <laughs> like, I just, I do not understand this weird formality we have where we can't accept money or we can't do I'm like, whatever. It's money. We, we made it up anyway. So just give it out. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna, you know, give a shit. I'm just gonna take. But it you've witnessed it before, and you know oh, this happens. Yeah, I've had, I've done. I've given somebody money before, and they were like, "No, I can't. I can't take this." And I'm like, "It's twenty bucks. Just take it. Like, why is it a right. big deal?" And they just wouldn't do it. I'm like, "Okay, if you did the same for me, I would take it. But whatever. I guess I'm." But just if made. for some reason it was one particular day a year, and I gave you a present, you'd be fine with that, wouldn't you? Yeah, for sure. It's so weird. Who man. knows? So yeah, that happened. Um. I think well, here's overall my thesis is I think the show is very incoherent and stupid so far. Um, <laughs> wow. I didn't pull that one out yet. But the overall is that, man, that first episode is rough because you don't get the two main characters together until the very end. And those two guys, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, they have great chemistry together they and they are they have, they have a good comedic fucking rapport they and when they get in a room and start to do com- comedy shit together when they did the therapy funny. session was that like one of the funnier things marvel's ever done that was a funny ass scene like even cynical ass me i was laughing because those two guys are believable as guys who who they're you know they are they're guys who had a mutual friend but they don't like each other that much exactly and i've seen it and i love it it's so it's perfect. like it's like in college when you're hanging out with a friend of yours who has a friend over and they, and then your friend has to go to the bathroom and it's just you and the other guy. And you're like, man, so, uh, you played that, that new game. And he's like, I don't play games. And you're like, okay, well let's sit in silence. Then I guess that is the scene in fucking, what was it? Uh, civil war where they're in the car. And yes. he's on that chick. <laughs> he's like, he's like, move your seat up. Can you move your seat up? No, <laughs> that's good shit. That's good fucking comedy. And when that's yeah. when that happens, I was happy. I was like, these two are great. And like you said, Wyatt Russell killing it in the show. Always good to see him and stuff. I like his little buddy Hoskins. Uh, Battlestar. Battlestar. I can't really kept that name. And then you got fucking. Uh, you got um. Uh. The, okay. Hold on. This is my big. This is my big point right here. Okay. They have got to come back to Isaiah because. That is from Red, White, and Black, one of the best Marvel yeah, runs Yeah, that's that is a ever. really, really good run. And I, if they waste it on one episode of this show, I'm gonna be pissed because that's a super interesting and yeah. politically relevant story. I feel like they're gonna bring him. I feel like they're not just gonna go there and then throw it off. I think they're gonna come back. But yeah, that was really a really cool reveal. I didn't know if they were gonna go into all the Captain Americas in uh in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But yeah. Seeing Isaiah and the actor who plays him fucking angry as shit, it was so good. And I, I just loved how he was like, oh yeah, I'm the I'm the guy who kicked your ass back in 51. I just, I loved it. And yeah. I, and it, and it, you know, it's another one of those things that, you know, Captain America is, you know, celebrated in the streets. And this guy who was experimented on much later, uh, because of his race, basically, was imprisoned for doing all the stuff Captain America does all the time. Mm-hmm. So that was a cool part. I want to see more of that. Like, that's a really... Yeah. You could put... If, if any... any cause here's the thing. I'll give Marvel credit for, for this. They referenced Operation Paperclip back in Winter Soldier. That was cool. Not many not many pieces of media will talk to you about Operation Paperclip. Yeah. Like, they're scared of it. So they also referenced the, T- the Tuskegee Experiments. That's also pretty good, too. Like, we'll shout out some fucking bad shit America did. Yeah, because one thing people, like, I don't know, I don't even think Disney realized when they got their got their hat in this race is 
like Stanley, he wrote some pretty pretty wild shit back in the days, and he wasn't yeah. they they the guys he he worked with weren't really afraid to just talk about whatever they want. Um, so I, I'm glad they're at least in some way reckoning with uh with these stories that were told. Yeah, and I'll keep watching the show. I mean, not not hating or anything. I'm yeah. just thinking the like craziest thing to me though, honestly, is there's only four episodes left. Yeah, I don't even know how they're gonna wrap this shit up in four episodes, but whatever. Also, the Flag Smashers, so far, uh, I guess as villains, they're not being portrayed very villainously, yeah. right? Like, they robbed a bank, not a real crime. They beat up a cop, not a real crime. Beat yeah. up a soldier, also not a real crime. I like the idea, though, because their whole thing is they want to return the world to what it was like during the blip, which were the Marvel Universes, when Thanos got rid of half the population of a whole universe for five years. Um, and it makes me wonder what happened like because first of all we see we see the the end of the blip in endgame and it just it seems like at that point they have just become in some way stabilized at least in america from what we see what was it like in other places though is it was it was it like all the go all the governments came together and were one unified force or because that's what they're making it sound like they're making it sound like during those five years everyone just got along per- right. perfectly and I don't know if that's true or what, because like I don't, I don't really understand their whole thing just yet. I want to, I want to hear more about their ideology. It reminds me of the leftovers a little bit. Which, yes, and in that show, only two percent of the world's population disappeared, and the result was utter chaos. Yeah, <laughs> and they dis- they displayed it. I would say much more realistically. I mean, obviously, the Marvel universe mm-hmm. of, I mean, just how much you would everyone would actually lose their shit if something like that happened. Like, if verifiably a, lar- a large enough portion of the population just straight up fucking disappeared, I, 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 I mean, we would, we would be in bedlam, for sure. Yeah. If half of everyone disappeared tomorrow, though, I'm not sure that any government would survive that. Yeah. Nothing would be the same. And then, and then, if five years later they all came back, even more fucking chaos. Yeah. And I, once again, because it's the Marvel Universe, they don't really want to delve into all the specifics i mean in a in a much more realistic take on it i do want to know like the world you would be coming back into five years later especially since you apparently go right back to the location you were even though you know what if you were in an airplane when it happened are you gonna go you know those things don't get covered but like what what are you stepping back into if if half of everyone's gone for five years and you just come back what is that like i think that there's a lot of interesting stuff in there that marvel is not interested in talking about in some ways uh but it's a it's a fascinating idea and i wish they would go into it because it sounds like there'll be so yeah. much cool stuff you could talk about in there's all these tv shows now do do one about the the years of the blip you know yeah just do something about it somewhere i like i like good world building show me something about that i'd, I'd watch it Fuck yeah it, why not so yeah i think the show is actually it's better than i thought it was gonna be because i thought it was gonna just be like really kind of run-of-the-mill but I think I actually do think it has some interesting ideas, and I, like you said, the two leads really kill it when they're on screen together. They are so funny, um, and yeah, everybody else in the cast has has, has been nice so far. So I, I do want to know what it's all building up to, though, because they have. I mean, we haven't even gotten to Baron Zemo yet, and freaking. I mean, I guess we will next episode. But Sharon Carter, who's all over the promotions, hasn't even showed up yet. Yeah. So we have four episodes left to, to handle all that, and I guess somehow handle the Flag Smashers and the new Captain America storyline. So I don't know. Also, why is New Captain America not a super soldier? They can't make him. I mean, they don't have. I mean, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yes, you can. Like, what? It's the whole thing you say about how Falcon can get a loan. You're telling me the American fucking government can't find some serum? They can't have Stark's boys make a serum, Banner's boys, or some guys who know Banner make a serum? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, the whole point was that for 70 years they've been trying to recreate the, the way that it was done and couldn't. Because yeah. the guy made a very specific point to kill it to like when he died, take the process with him. Yeah, so which is just hilarious. But there is serum out was, there because the flag smashers all have it. So yeah, and we saw it in what was it Civil War when he stole yeah. it from Stark. So Stark had it at some point, you know. Howard Stark did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's weird how oh great Captain America's gone. Now there's more super soldiers everywhere. We just we're just we're just we're just like candy now all of a sudden handing yeah. them out. Except Captain America. Weird. So that was a weird, a weird concept to yeah. me, but it's also pretty she- crazy to see how how actually fast superhumans are. Because when you got to see Bucky like chase down that truck, yeah, and you realize just okay, this man is can run like sixty miles an hour. <laughs> Bucky's powers have always confused me a little bit. Why? 
Like, is he a normal man with a robot arm, or is he a super soldier with a robot arm? He's a super soldier with a robot arm. He ran 60 miles an hour. What do you mean? I, I, I understand that now, but sometimes it seems like he's a normal man with a robot arm, and I can't figure yeah, out... Yeah, I, I do think his, like, power level... Ugh, his power level... I think that it, like, kind of fluctuates throughout the movies. Yeah. But yeah, I think they've kind of settled on it at this point. He's just a super soldier. I mean, obviously, arm. obviously he is. But there are times when it seems like the arm is his real power and, and shooting guns when he should be doing Captain America type shit as well. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the Soviet version of the, of the, of the super soldier program wasn't as good as the American version. I don't know. The, but the robotics division, the, ah. the robotic arm division, mm-hmm. the robotic arm arm of their military, really good. Isn't it really funny, by the way, how the Marvel Universe is kind of cowardly in the sense that in the Cat America movie, he didn't even fight Nazis. He fought Hydra. Yeah. Which are like, we're the even, hey, we're the Nazis the Nazis don't like. Yeah. <laughs> we're the, we're the super Nazis, by the way. So, but we're not, we're not, we don't have any Nazi logos on us and we're not going to ever, yeah. sh- I mean, he does, I mean, let's be honest though. He does punch Hitler. It's a fake Hitler in a, a stage show, but he does do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. Kind of weird to me how they kind of cheaped out there. Like, why couldn't you just make them Nazis? You know, it wouldn't be great if the Nazis. scene from Inglorious Bastards where they fill Adolf Hitler full of holes was instead in Captain America. Oh man! How like, what strange, if he, how crazy. he punches Red Skull so hard that he explodes, and then he walks over to Hitler and just goes and just shoots him to death? That would be great. <laughs> really go hard on alt history. Yeah. Speaking of alt history, Seth. We have not watched it yet, or I haven't watched it. I'm not sure if you've watched it or not yet. That that show for all mankind you're talking oh, about? Oh, I'm not. Well, I'm not going to watch that show. I, I kind of do want to watch it. Because, First of all, I'm not going to watch it because it's on Apple TV+. Plus. Right. You know. The stuff that's been said about it, though, is so wild. Um, like, for those who don't know, in the story of this show, uh, um, the Soviet Union beats America to the moon. And then a month later, also puts a woman on the moon to really just fuck us over. Yeah, uh, and, and so then basically the like, space race like never ends is like the whole th- right. whole point of the show. And it gets it gets escalated. Now there's a moon colony, and the, the Soviets have a moon colony. And the Soviets are depicted as these weird soulless automatons that uh, are somehow behind us technologically, but ahead of us and everything else. It's so weird. But Seth, the one thing that really got me from the descriptions that I've read of the episodes is that in one episode, the two countries decide to exchange knowledge. And uh, and learn about one another a bit more, right? And so the 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 Soviets send a delegation to uh, to America, big fucking brass band, huge arrangement. Ah, hey, we're America. What's up, Soviets? We look how fucking big, big, our, big our dicks are. And then America sends our delegation to, to Russia, and they just uh, land in an empty parking lot outside of Star City and get off the plane. And there's some guys with guns that frisk them. And I'm like. Motherfucker, if there's one thing everyone should know about fucking Soviet Union, they love their goddamn parades and their big-ass fucking ceremonies. So you can't even front and tell me they wouldn't have the biggest, craziest ceremony for these Americans showing up. Yeah. Like, the show doesn't even know the, the, the context of the history it's trying to talk about. Yeah, and it's my it's directed by, like, Ronald D. Moore, right? The guy from uh, Captain America Sidekick Galactica. <laughs> yeah that's what it is yeah. Yeah, it, it's weird I, I do kind of want to watch it because it just seems it's just like it's so much propaganda and it's so wildly propagandist like like in the second season they're on the moon practicing shooting guns I'm like what a bleak vision of the future there's two seasons already yeah man we're on season two right now it's already done I thought that show just started they're in the 80s at this point oh damn they skipped ahead 20 years yeah but I'm like, man, you're talking about going to war in space. We're talking about shooting guns on space, fighting the Soviets. What a bleak vision of, of not the future, I guess, the past. But what a terrible way to see things. Like, yeah. to think we're going to be the same. I mean, it's realistic, I guess, in some ways. But god damn, don't you just feel bad thinking about that? Like, fighting in outer space? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously, it's just, you know, the mentality of... Uh, you know, American excellence is that we have to go. Yeah, we not only we have to go there, we gotta beat them to it. And if we don't, then we gotta beat them to death while they're there. Mm. And so we gotta use guns on the moon for some reason. Are they using like regular like guns, or are they yeah. using like moon guns? They're using like regular M16s. Do those even work that well on the moon? 
they like modified his power on oxygen to to create the thing, but also you can't aim for shit. And they're talking about how it's all and it's realistic on that front, but whatever. Yeah. All I think about is every time I look at this show, I'm so thankful for Gene Roddenberry, that weird perverted sex weirdo that he was. Yeah. For having the vision in the 60s to be like, hey, what if we made a sci-fi show where humanity and several species of whole-ass fucking aliens decided, guys, let's not fight, let's work together. Like, where's that today? Where's the optimism today? Yeah. It's just I mean, people don't even talk about the fact that Star Trek is, you know, the socialist utopia. Like, it's just a... Like the the Federation, like we talked about it, I think a couple weeks ago. It's like the reason that they're on the fringes of of the universe is because that's where things haven't been, you know, fixed yet. Like everyone else is kind of chilling. Yeah. So there's optimism. Anyways, Seth, question for you. Yes. You've been playing or playing anything fun? Watching anything fun? Yeah, I've been playing. Uh, I'm just spiraling down the rabbit hole of playing any roguelike that looks interesting to me i've recently i cleared today today actually i cleared slay the spire um on all four characters not i didn't do it all today uh, today i finally cleared it as the fourth character the watcher um i've been still playing spunky 2 which is i mean the absolute hardest game i've ever played not, not hands down i can't i cannot think of a game harder than this um and there's a new um there's a new update coming out for The Binding of Isaac, which I've recently been playing more of. Um, a game that has, I mean, been steadily getting updates for 10 years, and uh, it's still really fun. So I'm probably going to be playing that. I think it's coming out on Wednesday, and I'm thinking about actually playing Sekiro. <laughs> so I've, oh. uh, that, I have that have that on the docket for now. How about they you? put out like a like a leave a cut the snake out patch or a mod you found or something? No, I'll just I'll I'll deal with it. I guess. Oh, oh, and then the Risk of Rain two had an anniversary update that I'm, I'm I've been playing as well, which is very fun. Okay, yeah, shut that out, I guess. How about you? I have been playing uh, Shin Megami Tensei four uh, like a motherfucker. Um, I've just been doing that. I've been having a blast exploring uh, demon infested Tokyo and just rolling up and and uh, fighting with my demons. Uh, it's it's kind of like uh, Pokemon, but uh, I guess with demons. And you talk to them, and you fuck them over, and they join your team, and it's great, and I love it. I love, I love the atmosphere of it and shit. And it's a, uh, it's an experience you really can't get in most other, uh, most other things. Yeah, uh, there's not a lot of games like it. And I did. I finished watching a show that I'll recommend to everybody. Uh, if you, even if you don't like anime, you should check out this show called Akudama Drive, mm-hmm. which is. A fantastically fun cyberpunk show about heists and killing cops and rebelling against the capitalist state. Uh, it's fucking good. Like it, it's just it's twelve episodes. It is one episode. It's one season and done. Like it, it has a definite beginning, middle, and end, mm-hmm. and it just rules. And so I recommend that show to everybody if you can watch it. Nice. All right. Is that That's an app? All right. Well. I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MC Surf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Twitch at Part Time Pretzel. I stream Tuesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Uh, our uh, other host, who is not here but does our art as well, is Marcus Barkley. You can find him at on Instagram at Mister Beaches. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He's been on the show before, including our episode last week about. Zack Snyder's Justice League. You should check it out. It was incredibly fun to record. Uh, he's his own podcast called Southern Smackdown where they talk about wrestling and they're from the South. If that sounds interesting, go check it out. Um, you can lead a horse water, but you can't get under it. Uh, fuck the Amazon Twitter. <laughs> uh, we have stopped trying to solve our problems and are trying to outlive them. And from Orleans to New York, that's the only podcast, baby. We're out. Out.